right. All right. So, um, I don't actually. You know what? I'll tell you one. It, it's it's a long one, but it's got a good payoff. Okay. All right. So, there's this pregnant woman, and she's pregnant with triplets. And one day, unfortunately, she gets involved in a in a shooting incident. Uh, she goes to the hospital, uh, goes through surgery and stuff like that. She comes out perfectly fine. The doctor sits her down, like once she, you know, once she's about to be discharged, and says the following: um, "You are going to be healthy. Your kids are going to be healthy, but we couldn't remove some of the bullets from the womb. So what's going to happen is your your children are going to grow with these bullets in them, and they're going to pass them out naturally like they would a splinter. So she's a bit worried about it, but they send her on her way, and you know that's that." Years, years and years pass, and these triplets grow up. You know, they're perfectly healthy, perfectly fine, perfectly happy. One day, as she's doing a bit of laundry, uh, one of the triplets runs up to the mum and says, Mummy, mummy, I peed out a bullet. And she's like, oh, it's happening. What the doctor said all those years ago. Okay, so sits the kid down, explains to the, him what happened, so he knows what happened, and then sends him on his way, relieved that it's finally inside to happen. Um, yeah. A couple of days later, the second triplet comes by and says, Mummy, mummy, I pooed out a bullet. So, so it's like, okay, happening again. Sits him down, explains to him what happened, sends him on his way. A few days later, the final triplet comes by and says, Mummy, mummy. And the mum says, let me stop you. Have you ever, have you ever pill, uh, pooed or peed out a bullet? And he said, no. I had a wank and I shot the dog. Well, hey, thank you for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. For sure, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I love coming on pod, uh, podcasts here and all, and I've heard some great things about yours. But Dan was on it, so you know, like, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was fantastic. So, all right, uh, let's start it off. I, I like to do three quick questions. Right, Go favorite shoot. comedy, uh, show or just like any any category? Movie, favorite movie, favorite Ooh. comedy movie, The Longest Yard. Ah, wait, uh, the old version or the Adam Sandler version? The Adam, so the, uh, this might be controversial, but I actually really like the Adam Sandler version. I don't yes. know. I, no, I, I, that's wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, favorite fast food? It's going to have it's gonna have to be chicken nuggies. Uh, from where? McDonald's or uh, Burger King? Oh, uh, we like them over here in Britain more from McDonald's. That's where we typically yeah. get them from. Uh, but... And what sauce do you go with? Oh, I typically bounce between just regular barbecue and the uh, like the sweet curry sauce we have over here as well. It's very uh, nice. See, that's where you guys rule because over here we don't get the sweet curry. You we don't, don't get curry oh. fries or anything like that. So that's disappointing. The, 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 yes, the curry sauce is good, man. It's so good. Yes. All right. And if you're having cereal in the morning, do you do the milk first or the cereal? Cereal first, of course. Okay. All right. Yeah. Garlem is weird. He's saying water and milk and then the cereal it's just not right yeah okay well garland's really bad at video games so maybe that's why <laughs> all right let's get going so where does the name claymore come from um it actually comes from uh an xbox game attack that i had came up with a while ago um so obviously we, we've all had our our variants of our game attacks before on xbox steam whatever you want to call it um yeah the f funnily enough, they're very. F I'm not sure if you guys had had this over in the U.S., but I, I, actually, it was a U.S.-based show. I'm pretty sure. But um, so Robot Wars. When I was growing up, um, 
there was a robot in there, like a boss one called Sir Killalot. So yeah. my, that was my very first Xbox game attack when I was playing Halo 3 online back then. And then I had a few different variants here and there, and eventually I settled on just, just a Claymore. Um, mostly because I found swords really cool. I literally have a sword just there. So I saw the sword yeah. on your Instagram. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really I find, him, I find him awesome. I find him really, really cool. Um, generally, yeah. Generally, that's more or less the reason why. All right. Very cool. Now, uh, from a video game standpoint, do you remember your first console or were you PC? Do handhelds count? Uh, no, we'll skip handhelds. Yeah, okay, that, fair that, enough. Um, that would be the the original Xbox, I think. Oh, ooh, okay. uh, actually, was it PS1s? No. I'm trying to think about it. Sega. That's Sega. There we go. I remember now. Sega. Yeah. Uh, all right. An all-time favorite video game. Oh, this is so hard because I love Tarkov, <laughs> but... Mm. I know. It's like video game crack. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the one I got the most time spent when I was a kid in. Yeah. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Oh, okay. Mm. That, that, because back then, that game was just like the groundbreaking game of to rule all games. It was, it was, yeah. it was there's nothing like it out there. Not, nothing, when there was Morrowind, of course, but the, yeah. nothing else at the time that I'd ever tried. And when I remember yeah. having it having such a huge impact on me when I was a kid, I remember all the fights me and uh, my brother had trying to get, play the game ourselves as well. So, <laughs> oh, fantastic. So when did you start streaming? Uh, that would be just coming up now and three and a half years ago. Oh, wow. Now, are yeah. you full-time or is it sort of part-time? Uh, so um, I do have a part-time job that I work alongside yeah. this, but I'm still putting in like full-time hours essentially. So yeah. I stream typically four, maybe five seven, out of seven days of a week. Uh, two of those yeah. days off, as like I mentioned, I spent video editing. So I'm mm-hmm. like, like networking and stuff like that, talking to people and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I very I have very little free time, very little free time. But yeah. um, because I'm so busy and it's a lot of good things are coming from it, it's it's been it's been good. I, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. I'm passionate about doing it. So I'm putting in full time hours for stream, but I'm also working yeah. a part time job. So it's not the only thing I do. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. What made you decide to jump into streaming? Uh, I can tell you exactly what it was. So uh, early 2018. Uh, maybe 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 if I, maybe halfway through 2018. Yeah. Um, the only PC game I played back then was World of Warcraft, and I was getting really really bored of it because it was just going for all those weird changes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, back then, so um, I remember one time I saw my younger brother actually, who was technically the first one who introduced me to it. I remember watching over my younger brother's shoulder of him playing Escape from Tarkov, and I remember very vividly yeah. he was playing on Factory, he was hatchet running, and he actually hatcheted a really fully geared player down. Oh, wow. So then back then, that was way easier to do than it is now. But yeah, yes. I remember him doing that. And I thought, you know what? I'll go that even a go. I don't mind it. And so I basically did the exact same thing. I pistol ran. I hatchet ran. I had all these yeah. really cool M4s and M1As and an R sitting in my stash. And then I, I think this was point eight, And then it wiped into point nine. Yeah. And, and, I, and I was still doing that. I, I didn't really learn a lot. But then I met uh, in the Black Sight Discord back when, you know, Black Sight was a bit better than it is now. Um, yeah. Uh, what I did was I actually linked up with a couple of very long-time friends over there. Um, one of them was named Reevestone, uh, who was mm-hmm. also um, a fellow streamer. Um, and we became really great Tarkov buds. He played the game for a lot longer than me. He, he taught me everything. One of the first reds I played, they dropped me like a four 
Zabralo, Fast MT with yeah. the mandibles, you know, the meta back then. Yeah. Um, and just they scouted me, taught me everything that as uh, that we could know back then. And then I think at one point we both kind of were like mulling over the idea of streaming together. Um, mm-hmm. And we were both trying to trying to figure out how it all works and stuff. And back then I remember it being really intimidating because I had a crap PC back then. I had no yeah. camera. My, I only had a headset mic and stuff like that. Actually, which sounded pretty good all things considering now that I think about it. But it was only until I think two weeks after Reefstone started streaming that I thought, screw it. Let's just, let's just go for it. And I pressed the live button for the first time. Oh, wow. And here I am. And do you remember your first <laughs> sub? Oh, uh, my first sub. I can tell you exactly who it was. Uh, his name is Froberto. Um, yeah. I know that because he is my longest time sub in my channel. <laughs> and he makes it very, very known every time he comes into resubs. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. That's something that, you know, I, I, it's very common with everybody who I've talked to about this. Everybody remembers their first sub. And, you know, and a lot of people remember that first non-friend that comes into chat. And it's like, okay, what do I do? What do I say? And yeah, so you know, it's a it's a unique experience. Yeah, it's it's very memorable. Um, I remember back then there was just nothing but love as well. I mean, I very rarely yeah. had to deal with any any idiots like you typically deal with a bit more these days. But st- still, back then, man, there was just nothing but love back then. Everybody was in the same boat, struggling with the yeah. same issues of Tarkov. You know, like the way worse yeah. servers, way worse DC. There was a lot more camaraderie there. So. A lot of my uh, first-time viewers actually were on Factory because I was still kind of learning the game back then, and yeah. Factory was like the great like a playground back then. I could just do whatever the hell I mm-hmm. wanted, and a lot of my first-time viewers I met in Factory. Either they killed me or I killed them. So yeah, ah. yeah. So let's take a left-hand turn here. You were just talking about the you know chat, the toxicity of chat. You know, we all saw Veritas's uh, you know yeah. message yesterday. It is, you know, there are a lot of assholes out there, you know, and it's, you guys really, you know, you know, talking to you guys who do this as, you know, part-time or full-time, you've got to, you know, you've got to deal with this every day. And it has, it takes, takes a wear on you, I have to think. Yeah. I mean, I I think that even the, the, the hardiest people, you know, it's not necessarily an issue of being weak-minded, being like, like not undisciplined. It, it, it's it, it's a slow burn it's a it's an erosion kind of effect you know i mean yeah i mean i'm not i'm, I'm saying I'll, I'll easily say that i've had very low mental episodes i actually had a mental break at one point uh, streaming because everything was getting to me it, it's yeah it's, it's part of the territory you know and it's no different having a mental breakdown at work like a regular nine to five no. job no different um yeah you know I, I think you can definitely toughen up i think you can you can turn it into a almost like a game whenever we get yeah. people idiots coming to chat and they're no, you you can tell they're genuinely just there to try and make yeah. you in your day. Make a game out of it, you know. You humor them a little bit, have a bit of digs at them, and then you just yeah. When you go when you get bored, you just ban them, and then you move on. But right. when but when you deal with that every single day, yeah. And luckily, I don't. Uh, but um, when you deal with that every single day, it's gonna get to you, man. It's gonna get to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're you know the guys who are doing it so many hours a day, like yourself and and you know Jesse Verta, all those people. You, you know, we were having a conversation, I had a conversation with somebody talking about basically you're there, you really don't have any voice interaction back and forth. You're really just projecting yourself forward for the people who are running solo. And there is, that's got to have, you know, an effect as opposed to a normal job where you're constantly interacting with different people, different groups over time. It's, it is a, a tough thing. And, and, you know, it's something that I think over, uh, you know, people need to be aware of and, and, you know, sort of prepare for that. 
yeah no i agree um i think that you know i one of my part-time job i'm working right now is working in a pub and that's a very yeah. very very social very social job you know you're talking to the staff the regulars often having conversations yeah. with them like break people um so I guess if you spend more time in that kind of environment, that social environment, you're more able to pick up the social cues that kind yeah. of alert you to that kind of person or like, you know, this yeah. person's cool and then they're fine. It also just yeah. helps you, I guess, to a degree, develop more patience for it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, because you've got a bit more of a social, uh, a healthier social routine, right? I guess you yeah. can differentiate between the two. Um, obviously, some of us can't get that for health reasons or yeah like, sometimes the jobs you know you're, you're in more people have never working from home now you know so yeah oh absolutely yeah so yeah ah. now what advice would you give to somebody who's starting out into um, hey i'm gonna start streaming and you know i, I usually it, it, i say five points but every time i go through the point i remember another point so i'm gonna say six just to keep myself yeah. safe the first thing you should absolutely do when you're streaming is be is I set a schedule and stick to it. Like yeah. four, four hour streams at the very least, whenever you where whenever and wherever you can do them. You know, tr- you know, peak times. You know, you can you can figure that out for yourself. But you know, always stick to a schedule, make it consistent. Yeah. Uh, talk to your chat like you're talking to a thousand people, even if you have one people, person in your chat. Just constant because yeah. the more because I learned this as well as you, I'm a very chatty guy. You might you might have mentioned you might have seen that. <laughs> um, the more you talk. Even if it's talking into this into the void, like the more you talk, the more opportunities you're opening up for your chat or a new person, a new follower, a viewer to engage with you yeah. in. You know, like, and then you can segue off that. Then you can start talking about things you like about whatever you're streaming about, whether it's a game, art, yeah. whatever. Um, so talk to your chat like you're all, like you're talking to a very big crowd of people. Doesn't matter how quiet chat is. Doesn't matter how how few people are in there. Always do that. Um, yeah. Third point, I think, is uh find a fair balance of the energy you output there onto the stream like i talk about this a fair bit um as a streamer you need to obviously apply maybe maybe a couple more filters than you would usually need to let's say out there with your buddies but um the youtuber energy i like to call it you know it's not something you can uphold very easily at least not without the help of a lot of caffeine um for a Mm -hmm. long time streaming so you know act like yourself maybe be a bit more energetic but you know like don't be the 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 hype beast you know like because some people can find that quite obnoxious uh it's just yeah. you know be yourself be chill a bit of energy a bit of energy you know it, it, it's more relatable to a lot of your viewers yeah. um fourth um networking social yeah. media is every make it many as you can Absolutely. it doesn't even yeah. matter necessarily if you're not active on one just have a presence just have a presence yep. there, like because at the end of the day, all it takes is someone just to come across, even and not a, a platform you're not too active on, pick up on some of your content, like it, and then come over to your stream. You know, like yep. it, it, Twitter can be a, a an annoying place to be in sometimes, but I met a lot of people through there. I've linked up with a lot of people through there. I've had some genuinely great moments coming through there. Same for YouTube, yeah, okay. Hover, TikTok, you know, stuff like that. It, it's all really important. Networking is very important, and do not be afraid to reach out to people bigger than you otherwise to for collaborations projects yeah. whatever don't be afraid to do that because you've got nothing to lose if they turn you down and you know they have to network too so yeah uh, yeah it's uh it's funny you said that like you know don't 
hesitate to reach out. That's on our, uh, you know, I do another podcast, The Hideout, with a bunch of my buddies. Yes. Yeah. And the first guest we had was Veritas. And it's like, you know what? We were talking about, hey, you know, let's, let's get some, you know, mid level guys. We'll work our way up. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just, you know, ping them. We got nothing to lose. And then he replied, he said, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, hang on. Is this the fake Veritas or is this the real Veritas? And it, like, we were like, no way. And it's like, yeah. So it's, yeah, like you said, don't, don't uh, be afraid to reach out. And that's it. I mean, I, I've reached out with, I remember the first time I reached out to Ghost Freak. You know, like yeah. we, ran, we ran into each other a few times in Tarkov and eventually reached out to him and he said, yeah, let's do it. Let's play. And I'll tell you yeah. what, like, I think that was a big confidence booster as well because it made me realize that I'm overthinking. You know, if, yeah. if you, even if you send them a message and they don't get around to checking it, that's okay. You've sent them the message. That, I know, for example, Kings, yeah. hundreds of DMs, if not maybe a thousand every day. It's very easy yeah. to lose them, track of them. But, you know, shoot your shot. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what, um, what is the toughest thing that you found about being, you know, doing this multiple hours a day every day? Um, I, I've gone through a lot of, like, mental development in the last year and a half. I think I've really gotten yeah. to the nitty and gritty of what bothers me about streaming. Um, yeah. I, I think the biggest thing I had to get over was the numbers. Like, obviously, yeah. we all want to succeed on Twitch. We all want to earn a decent income on Twitch. But, uh, you know, it, it, you can, without realizing it, get very caught up in the numbers. Really caught up into it. To an unhealthy extent, to the point you're dwelling on it. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're thinking, what am I doing wrong? Why is this person doing less than me? But why are they getting more views and stuff like that? You know? Right. Like, and you can lead that into imposter syndrome as well, for example. But the biggest thing I think for me was the numbers, getting over them, not caring nearly as much about them. You know, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, you know, we are, I am wanting to go get to partner. That is, that is an objective I want to get to. Uh, but yeah. you know, it, it all I'm going to, all I'm going to do is just continue what I'm doing. Keep making content, keep thinking of cool ideas to come up, keep growing my amazing community, keep making great friends. And yeah, but the numbers, the, what do they mean, Mason? You know, mean there. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they can mess with you and they definitely mess with me. Um, aside from that, um, I think I've come far enough that I'm very content and comfortable with streaming now. We all, we yeah. all have our low moments, obviously, but yeah, yeah, come through a lot, you know. Now, how close are you? Uh, how is the partnership coming along? Going to Twitch uh, partner? Uh, we're about halfway there, actually. We're not we're not doing too bad. Oh, uh, no I, I've met all the other criteria, and it's funny, really, because because I've. I've, 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 I before hit an average viewership of 75. Um, I've got the option to yeah. apply. <laughs> but um, obviously, they ask for a consistent viewership of 75 for like, I think, over the course of two, three months, and then you can apply. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm getting a lot of great results from platforms like TikTok and YouTube. Um, yeah. Even if, it, even if a TikTok that blew up brings over two people, that's, that's a win in my book, you know? Like, right. as, like, as long yeah. as they come to the stream, I actually uh, had a viewer come over from my TikTok. I uploaded a. Uh, a video that went that blew up um about maybe getting uh, jump scared by sound alerts you've probably seen a couple yeah. of those as well mm -hmm. and he came over from tiktok and he's spent a lot of money scaring me because <laughs> he enjoys it so much <laughs> but like that that's that's you know that's that's the that's the success that brings with you if as long as you're consistent on the platforms um yeah we are we are doing well we are we are moving through um you know it is a it is a it is a it's not a race it's a marathon so uh, you know, yeah. uh, my, my community since the beginning of this year have been incredible. They've been interacting with my, my, my content than ever before, helping me out more than ever before, you know, pushing it out there. It's been, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, 
with the results I've been getting already for three, three and a bit months in, it's going well. It's crazy how, you know, these, uh, you know, whether it's YouTube shorts or TikTok, how one video can just explode. There's no logic to it. I, there, so I mean, it's... Numbers and it's like, yeah, like 10,000 views. Like, holy crap. The algorithms... It's interesting, really, because the moment I think I figured out the algorithm, it then yeah. to say, do the same thing, same time, whatever, then the, that video could get 100 views. It's, it is interesting yeah. how it works, but I guess the point of that is just to keep uploading and get those ones that hit the algorithm like that you know yeah. keep doing that over rinse and repeat bring more followers more viewers and stuff like that to the channel uh, like i remember yeah. one time i'd average maybe a couple of hundred views on tiktok most videos which i, which I was happy yeah. with at the time and then i then i uploaded one that got seven thousand views and then i uploaded one that got fifteen thousand views and i was like okay it's going well and then the next one i uploaded that after that got a half a million views um holy shit yeah that 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 was that 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 was a mind blow there, yeah. And um, and I think one recent one I actually uploaded the sound alert scare one. I think that's on yeah. eighty thousand going up to right now. So um, it's I, all I know from my so far. I know at least is that, is that uploading at midnight seems to work sometimes. Yeah. So most of the time at least. So yeah. yeah. When that half a million one hit, where you constantly just refresh, like holy shit, I can't. You know, it just keeps going and going and going. I think that was my first time that i had the experience of my phone blowing up you know what i mean like yeah. you know the the, the, yeah. the the followers the notifications the comments the, the share like, that was the first time my phone would just wouldn't sit still uh really really cool yeah. experience really cool experience ah so now over the last few years you know doing your your live streams have you noticed a certain day of the week or time of the year where chat is a little wild a little <sighs> wilder than normal like you know is it after school or you know certain days of the week um I'd say probably more of the weekend, I'd say. Yeah. Some, my Sunday stream typically tends to be busier and, and you know, a bit more hectic. Um, yeah. I guess it's good to set a schedule, like I said, but, like, if I had a choice in it, because obviously, like I said, I work, I'd definitely yeah. stream right through the weekend and then maybe some, leave some of the midweek days off. But yeah. at least this way, then I'm covering the people who can't, who you know, who work in the weekend and then the people who don't work throughout the, You know what I mean? Like, covering yeah. as many bases as possible there. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, looking back over the last few years, what has been, what was the one high moment that you can think of? Like, holy crap, this was amazing. Like, did so, you get raided by somebody or? September. Um, so yeah. before the previous Septembers, I didn't really set any objectives down. Um, I just let people do what they wanted to do. Because like I said, I was, you know, I was just, a bit, I was a lot more chilled back then, but I guess I wasn't also as proactive. So yeah. this uh, last September, I set a bunch of goals from zero to a thousand subs. And we must have gotten about 940 in that month. It was a very, very crazy month. Uh, did a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of, lot of giveaways, a lot of challenges complete and stuff like that. I'm going to be getting a tattoo, essentially. I'm picking it. Don't worry. I'm picking the tattoo. <laughs> uh, we're well, not, I saw we're not, that we're not... the bottom of your thing, a tattoo fund. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny, actually, because because I'd done that so close to Christmas and New Year's, obviously the cost had to go out and stuff. Um, yeah. So what I'm doing is there as well is that I'm also helping chat decide what they want to do for their... To add maybe add to the tattoo once mm -hmm. again I'm, it's going to be my consent but you know like it, i love stuff like that where i can kind of bring a little bit of community involvement into um yeah. i'm sure there's going to be a dick butt tattoo at some point there's, 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 <laughs> there's, i'm sure at some point but we're not reached there just yet now what uh what tattoo do you have do you have anything in mind of what you want want or where you're going to get it yes so um i've figured out exactly what i want so i'm going to get it on the 
probably my right one, but I'm going to get it on the flat yeah. of my arm there. Um, so this yeah. is actually a nod to my dad's tattoo, and I'll explain it in a moment. Okay. So I'm going to be I'm going to be getting a claymore with the actual sword itself tattooed on there. It's going to be my own design. Yeah. It's going to be unique. Um, and it, I've already gotten a couple of drafts of it today. It's looking really, really good. Um, the premise of it is going to it's going to be on there. It's going to be like some like a cool little like background and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. On the length of the blade, you know, like the the Frostmorn from World of Warcraft, you know, like those runes down the blade. Yeah. So there's some, think of that, but more like not nearly as like nasty looking. Um, they're gonna be like stylized glowing initials down the blade oh, of cool. my loved ones, so like immediate family members. I'm gonna leave yeah. room on the blade as well for future family members, like my wife yes. and my kids, whenever they come around. Um, yeah. the reason why I said that's not to my dad's tattoo because on his shoulder he got like a compass. In each of the cardinal yep. directions, he got like our first name, uh, first name, the oh. list of our first names. So, bit of a nod to his one. That's very cool. Yeah. Ah. So now, how did you end up meeting Dan? Um, through Reevestone, actually, my friend that I started streaming with. Um, I think yeah. he and Reevestone either met in a raid or connected with each other out of Tarkov first. Uh, my first yeah. actual encounter with Dan, I actually remember it pretty vividly. I was doing a nighttime customs raid. I came out of Dorms too, uh, like Dorms VX side on the on the metal stairs. Ran into his yeah. teammate, killed him, moved around, and then Dan nearly killed me, but I managed to get him through the bush, and I managed to get out with their stuff. I, that, that was my first encounter with him. It was a really cool encounter too because he was so chill about it. It was really, really, you know, I was yeah. really impressed with my plays and stuff. And we we bounced with each other for a while back and forth. Then we you know occasionally we play with each other, and occasionally we you know we we interact with each other and stuff. Um, it was only recently, like actually the last uh, probably three months or so, that we started playing with each other every Tuesday, like he probably mentioned when he was on here. Yeah. And we've made it a thing. We've, every, every Tuesday, we'll just, we'll just meme about, have a laugh on, on Lighthouse, yeah. basically. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So now speaking of Lighthouse and Tarkov, what, uh, what, how much did you enjoy 1212? Um, I have said this over and over again, and I will stick by it. This is probably the most I've enjoyed Tarkov since Reserve came out. So it's point twelve yeah. came out. Um, obviously, the good some good things happen in the patches after reserve and stuff like that, but none. Yeah. The content dump, the great changes, balancing that came out, like it was genuinely like a huge breath of fresh air. It was genuinely yeah. like an absolute pleasure. You know, the flea market limitations made the mid game longer yeah. again. You know, like people are were immediately getting alterns and slicks day one. You know, it was it felt like the Tarkov I'd start playing, you know what I mean? Prior mm-hmm. to Flea Market. I still think to this day the Flea Market can go in a ditch and die. I still think it caused more <laughs> harm to the game than good. But um, this patch I've loved. Lighthouse, I love the map. The rogues need work. It needs more optimization. Yes. But I, yep. I love the map as a whole. I think, I think just, just having the potential now of being able to snipe pretty easily from 600 meters plus is fantastic. Uh, it really yeah. brings out the ballistic system of Tarkov and long-range mm-hmm. sniping. You know, I remember yeah. how much I freaked out when I got my first 600 meter kill on a PMC, like freaking out <laughs> when I've been playing the game for four plus years, you know, like right. does good things. Um, VoIP, absolutely fantastic. Cool. Genuinely, you know, it's a, it's a very simple feature, but I think it just mm-hmm. added a huge layer to the game. I've had some amazing moments through VoIP. Um, inertia, love it or hate it. I fucking love it. I think it added it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's it. It separates it even more from COD and those running, running, jumpy guys. Yeah. Now that that like, and, I'm, and I'll say this as well. Like, I think the the arcadey system of combat we had prior to this patch, 
I, I had fun with it. Don't get me wrong. I had fun with it. Yeah. And, I, and I think watching players like Willers, like like Quattro yeah. Race and stuff like that, and Ghost Freak, watching them absolutely master the arcadey style of it, it's super oh, yeah. cool to watch. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that it wasn't cool. It was. And, you know, the, the Call of Duty style montages and, and clutches and stuff like that, they are always going to be entertaining. But yes. I never. But then you know, then the classic you know p- player player base of today, you know. Then we started seeing a lot of cheese. You know. Then we started seeing a lot of yeah. the, the you know the jiggle peeking. The uh, mm-hmm. you know you know. And in the day, you know, I'm 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 a firm believer. I don't think any game should encourage essentially um, movement to be the hardcore focus of if whether or not you win a you win a a fight. You know. Right. Save that for Warzone. Save that for Apex Legends. Save it for those yep. games. Doesn't belong in Tarkov, and I think that it yeah, did true. that. I think that you know Inertia did a fantastic job of, like you said, like you know, like helping moving away from that meta, and yeah. you know, like pe- people like to say holding a holding corners, you know, is viable now, but people do it too much, and with how the movement used to be last wipe, holding corners was impossible. It was a useless function, oh, yeah. nearly. So. Yep. No, it's been twelve. Twelve is fantastic, and and um, you know, I remember playing when you'd go into labs and you'd you know be able to carry the weapons case and everything, you know, and just run around with. Yeah, you know, it's where it is now. I actually I liked the flea market when it first came out. I liked all the optimizations they've done, all the changes. You know, pulling away the high end bullets, the high end um, armor and whatnot. I like this. This flea market is is fantastic, and when they added found and raid. That was another good thing instead of people yeah. buying out the flea market and Agreed. reselling everything. Yeah. No, 12 has been fantastic. I was a little leery about VoIP. It's like, you know, let's hope this doesn't go the yeah. way it could. Yeah. I had... And it's been wonderful. The yeah. implementation was really good. I was I was nervous about VoIP. I really was. Because yeah. I played Daisy, I played Scum. As much as the good times that way, the bad, the potential for being there being a lot of lot of, you know, TOS stuff. Yeah, was there, but I'm very very happy to report that after like, uh, what we on four 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 months nearly now of this patch, yeah, yeah. cracking on for it. Yep. Um, I've had one instance of where someone did a slur, one, yeah, just one, and I've I've had a lot of VoIP interactions too. So, well, I think it also lends to the fact that it's a you know Tarkov is a more of mature game. It's not you know we're not getting the ten and twelve year olds and you know whatnot you know bouncing around it as well. So that probably helps as well. Yeah, true. I mean. It, it's definitely, um, uh, like you said, a bit of an older, more mature player, st- uh, yeah. player base, and I think that's definitely worked, uh, like worked in the game's favor, definitely. Yeah. And now, uh, how about over Christmas when they uh, dropped the radar drops? That was a nice <laughs> yeah, surprise. Yeah. Yes. The um, the the airdrops. Yeah, that was. Uh, airdrops. Right? Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That um, that genuinely, no idea they were ever going to do that. I know that no. they said they wanted to do that on streets for example, yeah. but I never knew they were actually going to go through with it. It was like something that I deemed, you know, a little bit ahead of the, ahead in the future, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I remember looting my first airdrop and it was like, like it literally was oh, like God, opening yeah, a Christmas present. <laughs> you know, and then obviously, obviously then I saw, I, I found a couple of things that's like getting shot at. Luckily we locked yeah. down the area and went back to looting. Uh, yeah. No, yeah the, it it yeah. can change, change your tactics, you know, when that airdrop comes in. It's okay. I can sit back and wait. Get those shooter borns. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's it, you could everybody could be avoiding each other for the entire array doing tasks or whatever. And then the yep. moment that airdrop lands on the ground, suddenly everybody's like, "Do we go for that?" And suddenly right. it's like a big PvP event. It's great. Really yep. is great. 
Now, speaking of the the um, PvP aspect of things, do you run main like when you first started playing Tarkov? Were you running with friends or were you running solo? When I first started, I did nothing but solo hatchet running and pistol running. Yeah, uh, and then when I started squatting up with my like my my guy Reeve and then a couple of yeah. other people as well, um, team play nearly all the time. Um, I, I so I'm weird. I think that I like solo play. Yeah, but and I and I like that it essentially forces me to use all of my skills rather than mm-hmm. you know like relying on my teammate and stuff like that like for certain roles and stuff yeah. but i will say that i i have a much better experience in in squads you know it, it feels yeah. way better way more satisfying when you go up against another squad and your yours comes out on top i can't explain it it's like it's like a ranked match almost and your team yeah. you know what i mean like that feeling of elation oh, yeah. you all did good you all landed your shots you all your comms were good you know no, nothing beats that nothing beats that but this game really shows how poor we are at you know communicating <laughs> yeah. you, know, you run a two man is easy is easy you roll a four or five man oh yeah friendships are going to get destroyed yeah i actively try to avoid fours and fives unless i feel yeah. like i just don't care i just want to just yeah. just memes you know like three yeah. man's my sweet spot four man's at a push i can do uh, and typically, then when we do we do falls, we tend to split up a little bit. We'll like maybe two people will Overwatch, two people will be yeah. then like front guard almost, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no uh, yeah. falls and fives chaos. And I, I will say one thing as well: ninety percent of the time, when you go up against a five man, if you know what you're doing as a solo, you could oh. probably wipe the majority of the squad before you eventually die because <laughs> the yeah. comms are all over the place. Uh, it, and it's what's even more interesting is when you play with a new group of people or somebody else. And now your callouts are totally different than you know what they they may be calling out, and that's that's a huge adjustment. It is, um, and it's funny as well because obviously I was talking about Third TX how he radiated me right before this. Yeah, um, I changed my callout for Dome on Reserve purely because of Third TX. And one oh, okay. time I had ran into him on Reserve, I killed him, and yeah. he mentioned like he'd just come down from the tip. <laughs> And since then, I've called him nothing but tit. Since then, well, it confuses people, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so over on uh, near the medic door on reserve, we call them cleavage, left tit, right. Yeah. No, we 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 say yeah. the same thing. Like we say cleavage and stuff. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just too funny. What was the thing that hooked you into Tarkov? I, I think it that's ruined th- all other games for you. The gunplay, I yeah. think. Um, the fact that ADSing and firing from the hip were nearly as as good as the other, I think yeah. the gun, pl- you know, the reloading, the mag drilling, you know, st- obviously it was a bit simpler when I started. You don't have to check for you know malfunctions and, and other stuff right, like yes. that. Um, but I think back then, just the, the gunplay, it felt so much slower, but the gunplay felt so much smoother. I couldn't describe it back then, but yeah, the gunplay is what kept. Um, and then the looting element happened. And then, yes. you know, like yep. where all the things you could find out there in the world, the loose spawns, the crates, the bags, mm-hmm. the filing cabinets, the coats, the scabs. You know, Adding the... stashes. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like there, there was just yeah. so much happening. And I felt like back then, at least, I could just stick in my little corner of the map, get out, you know, my my my, my T plugs, my chainlets and stuff yep. like that. I mean, some, some, maybe some Tishonkas and get out with a yeah. good haul. You know, it it was, it was definitely. I think other games had touched upon that kind of system, but mm-hmm. never before. And I think one more thing as well. And I think I'm gonna play a baddie here. Um, 
Tarkov's like gambling. Yes. You know, every time a bullet hits your armor, it's a it's a slot machine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for example, am I going to bounce it? Is it going to fragment? Is it just going to splash? Is it going to get through? Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, and the the gambling RNG element of it, whilst it can be a lot of, uh, quite infuriating at times, hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know, just just it's no other feeling can describe when your helmet bounces around that would have killed you otherwise, and that allowed you to wipe a three man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like just that. That, that sense of gambling that you won the gamble and you come out yeah. on top it, it's fantastic and it, yeah a lot of elements do it but i think primarily the gunplay is what kept me yeah for me it's just it's created so many memorable moments like i remember when you know interchange came out and i was you know in one of the stores heard a whole bunch of chads coming down and i just laid still and watched three of them just walk by <laughs> and like the pucker factor was yes yeah the, the pucker factor 100 percent uh, or the the other aspect too is like you could have a full twenty five minute engagement with some other guy, just cat and mouse bouncing around, and and when you get the kill, it's just you know you earned it. Versus or if you lost, and it's like oh, just defeated at that point. You know, it's no other game touches that. No, I hundred percent agree. I know obviously with the face hit box added, fights might you know, end a bit quicker, but right when the, when your strategies are on point, when your guesswork's yeah. on point. You know when you when you know what the enemy's doing and they know yeah. what you're doing it, all it comes down to then is who who dares wins you know what i mean nearly like yeah. and uh yeah no yeah. when you have that satisfying fight and you come out on top like you said there's nothing else like it yeah yeah absolutely so what's your uh what's your least favorite quest out of all of the quests we have to deal with uh it would have to be oof, what's my least favorite I wasn't sure the shotgun ones, but ever since they added the Ultima build, I really, yeah. really enjoy it using the Ultima. I yeah. think the worst one probably would be the final task of Tarkov Shooter. We have to get the three Baltic kills in one raid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, it, on paper, it sounds doable, but I, mm-hmm. I, I and, and that's the case for a lot of tasks. Like, if this sounds simple, simple enough, I just got, I've just yeah. got to find a couple of spark plugs, but then they never show up. Um, yep. I feel like when I got to get to that task, suddenly like my survival rate drops. I can't mm-hmm. fi- I can't find anybody. Um, and when I am landing shots, I just can't get the kill. You know, like yep. it, it's infuriating, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and what's your favorite map? Is the factory still? I was the factory king. I think everybody can say yeah. at some point they they were the factory king. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, I think my favorite map currently would probably. As much as it is in a shit state right now, Lighthouse, honestly, I just... Yeah. I, I think I think it's because there's always guaranteed rogues there. Yes. There's always that yeah. guaranteed challenging PvE element. The rogues yeah. can be very cheesy. Sometimes you've got to cheese the rogues yourself in the current state they're in now, but just cleanly taking out the turrets, you yep. know, then, like, then spotting the patrols, cleanly taking them out, I can't describe it, but it literally feels like I'm in a movie when I do that. And it's the same feeling yeah. over and over again. Because as much as the rogues are needing work, you know, like, I, I at the very least appreciate that they just don't, they don't just let you do whatever you want to do. They always, right. there's always, like you said, the pucker moment, you know, like, you yeah. could be looking at a rogue, it doesn't matter if he's got an iron sights gun and 200 meters, if he sees yeah. you, he's going to shoot at you. And, you know, you've got to make sure you oh, land that oh, shot first. And even if they don't miss you, you tense up, you you move back into cover and then you try and find another angle. Uh, as much as yeah. there are problems with them, 
I will say that engaging the rogue, uh, the rogue compound is always a good time. Yeah. And now, do you stream other games? Uh, I, I have. You're excited for Cycle to come out. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I, I have streamed Daisy before. Uh. I've, there's yeah. been a couple of periods during especially quiet or boring patches for Tarkov where we did swap over to Daisy. Um. I do like Daisy. Uh, the biggest turnoff for me for the game is the gunplay. It's very clunk yeah. very clunky. It's really clunky. I never liked it. But played it with the guys. Cool getting some long range sniper engagements in. And it is satisfying when you do get those close quarters kills. Um I've streamed uh what else I've streamed a bit of scum. Did scream a bit yep. of stream a bit of scum a while ago. Um uh what else do I usually stream? Um Yeah, I mean cycle. Cycle, um yeah. that 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 first beta phase came out during a very quiet time in Tarkov and it was a good time to to sneak in and, and get everybody's yeah. attention. Yeah. And I, and then I'm looking for I'm, it's that that starts tomorrow and I'm very excited to go back to that. And I'm actually gonna opposed yeah. to last time actually create some content for it as well, some videos and some guides and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that too. Um yeah. Excellent. Yeah. No, I'm I, I, typically it's I'd say like it's probably ninety percent Tarkov and then ten percent yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we had uh Pastilli on one of our pods a while ago and he he brought up the fact that Tarkov is almost like the perfect game to us from a streaming standpoint because you have the beginning, the build up where you can interact with your chat, do whatever. Then you have you go into the game, a little bit of chat interaction here and there. Then when you come out back to chat, doing your stash and, and back and forth. And it's like, yeah, that's because if you if you're a streamer doing COD, you're just running in, run in, die, run in, die. You know, yeah. there's no that moment where you can actually, you know, enjoy your chat or your community. Yeah. And it's and it's cool because this going back bouncing back to DayZ, the thing is about DayZ is there's too much downtime. You know, and it's yeah. like there's there's like a you're walking miles you can run for like half an hour without really doing much or saying much with tarkov yeah. there are these windows like you said of you know you're talking to people in the stash while you're loading yeah. in then when you load in you're like you're not paying as much attention to chat but during those brief moments of downtime you're healing eating packing mags etc looting look glance over and see what's going on yep and you know I, I think it's i think tarkov especially is um a really good game for the viewer to enjoy as well because yeah. I, I love a lot of people in my chat you know either they don't like talk of enough to play it but they find it they like it enough to watch people do it um you know either that or they're too busy to play it properly mm -hmm. you know and they can experience it i know that's more or less the same thing what streaming typically is for a lot of viewers they experience it through another lens but um but talk of it's better because you know you can get involved you can say uh streamer why don't you try this gun or these attachment right. combos or why don't you go this map or why don't you try and do this task you know like there's a bit of their own yeah. involve, involvement there. Like it's not like Call of Duty, like you said, where it's just like streamer use this gun. Yeah. And then that's it. It stops there, you know? Like Yeah. Evasion. Uh, I hear you're a caster for them. Yes. Um how did you get hooked into that? Uh funnily enough, um it kind of just happened. Um yeah. I was there at Evasion for season one. I started off as a participant. I really enjoyed it. And I wanted to get more into evasion and stuff like that and start helping them out with certain things. And, uh, yeah. you know, then obviously Sigma, I think I made good friends of her before I joined evasion. She, she's a wonderful human being. Um, yeah. you know, she's she, the, the thing she has done for both evasion and the community, uplifting, oh, uplifting people that deserve it. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
I started. I was there since season one. Participated, got a bit involved in the process, but I, I don't. I don't think I ever really fully committed to it. It was only until season two, I think, where I started getting yeah. like into it. And we started yeah. um, needing people to cast because obviously Sigma used to do it alongside maybe a couple of like, streamer guests. But then yeah. we started getting busier, and Sigma had to spend more time off the stream than on the stream and stuff yeah. like that. Then we started asking around, and then I got approached if I wanted to be a caster, and I was like. I've never done anything like that before, but uh, people tell me I've got the voice for it. Let's do it. I was just going to say, you have the voice for it. You could be calling a darts match. You could be you know, <laughs> calling a football match. You know, you do definitely have that that voice. Yeah, I I, I think I'm, I think in, I think uh, you talked to Bunny about the roles yeah. casters have. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I think Bunny has an absolutely incredible voice for podcast uh, casting as a whole. You know, like, and he also could he could also sub in for Deadly. Yeah. He, Hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Um, and uh, he mentioned like the host play by play and stuff like that. I'm definitely more of a yeah. play by play because I can talk very quickly. Um, yeah. so um, I'm definitely more suited to that role, I'd say. But um, for me, casting was it's it, ultimately it's another honey pot to dip my fingers in. You know, like the more yeah. I do it, you know, the more I get good at it, the more possible opportunities present themselves where I can cast and stuff yeah. like that. Like for example, I'd love absolutely love to try and get on a podcasting team at some point um i love doing them um yeah and sometimes it's nice to just sit and talk about tarkov rather than playing it you know sometimes as a yes. full-time streamer you, you prefer to do that there there yeah. are some times where i will just sit and stream for about 30 40 minutes and we just we just talk about tarkov so um yeah, yeah. but um it's yeah. amazing uh, it's amazing how much you can talk about one game with with your buddies you know it's this is an amazing game they've really done a great job with it I mean, yeah, it, it's brought it's brought people and communities together, you know, over you know ideas they share with, they they agree with, yeah, even disagree with, you know, like it still brought them together sometimes, you know, like it, yeah, it's it's a fantastic thing to talk about. There's so much to talk about, and mm -hmm. there's so much potential to talk about as well. And, and crafting, you know, theory crafting, you know, mm. oh, you know, here's a great idea to do this or do that, and all of that gets you know lumped in with you know the whole discussion. Yep, guess the juices flowing, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, very cool. So now, when uh, are you a part of the events that's going on right now with Evasion, or do you only cast certain certain events? So um, I think we all try to like let balance people out, try and bring in more people, like to try and cover multiple events so everybody gets their shot. Um, yeah, more people have more time. I have yep. more time, so you might see me more uh, casting uh bunny does a lot of like the not just the hosting work but the admin work for the host role as well so obviously yeah. you'll see more hosting and stuff like that um mm -hmm. I, I am a participant though I, I mean we i have applied and been in nearly every single tournament um couldn't get into this one unfortunately uh we were, we yeah. were just, just shy of the uh the the the, the bottom point but uh yeah. e even the qualifiers alone were fantastic um sigma oh, came yeah. in at some point when me and zariel were doing ours and we were talking about how the pressure was even greater when we had to try and survive all raids in a row, you know, and also try to be point yeah. efficient. Um, that, that was it was great. It was a great qualifier because it, it it wasn't just like run to dorms, get PMC kills, leave. It was right. Ha choose a good route, pick your fights wisely, try and get as many scabs as you can, you know, try and like don't pick fights that leave you in a, a rough spot. It was stress testing you and all your knowledge as a, as a as a as a, as a tackle yeah. player. You know, and I know some people mentioned that they found it really boring, and I don't understand that at all. But I mean, each their own, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, um, at the end of the day, um, I I love the evasion tournaments. They're absolutely fantastic. The, the objectives, uh, you know, the, the, the item focus too, you know, it's not, now I'm not saying anything that's wrong with, with, with kill focus tournaments, nothing wrong with that, but what evasion does, which I really appreciate they do is they try to encompass all of Tarkov rather than just that little bit there. Right. No, that, and that's the nice thing about you hit hit the nail right on the head there with being able to do you know objective based missions or you know get kills, get the you know kill the bosses, get the tank batteries, whatever, and you know that will change your tactic. It's not just run, get angles, and shoot. And you know, yeah, that whole she's done such a great job with uh, building up evasion, and you know, looks like we got some exciting things to come down the road. Oh yeah. A lot of exciting yeah. things to come. Um, obviously, yeah. this goes without saying too, but the the staff and the battle mods, you know, working yeah. in Invasion, you know, they do immense work. You know, yeah. purely driven by the fact they love Invasion, they love the community, they love Tarkov. Just that's all they do. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not even like they're on a wage. You know what I mean? Like no, not, not yeah. yet, not yet. Hopefully, you know, in the future, maybe. But yes. you know, like it, it, the battle mods and the staff, the behind the scenes guys, like Hotel Bravo. Yeah. Um, you know, he's yeah. he's he's the right hand man, but you know, like he's always the one guiding us whilst we're casting. He's speaking in our ear, you know, telling mm-hmm. us what to talk about, telling, helping us transition smoothly, helping us like, okay, talk talk less less about this, more about this. You know, he's he's a guiding hand, and you know, they all do oh, so wow. much, so much work. The, the yeah. amount of production that goes into the Asian shows is. It would stagger you. It's like it's literally like a, a professional news show almost. So yeah, oh, that is so cool. Oh, I know what I was remember. So you were talking about the viewers watching your stream. Tarkov is a game where you've got a time commitment. You've got to sink a lot of time to get good, enjoy the game. But you you made a good point about people may just want to watch you play Tarkov and not have to go through that grind. Yeah, um, yeah. Tarkov. I mean, I, I know I appreciate. You know the people who you know they, I don't want to call them casuals because I always I never yeah. like the term casuals. Um, it it just sounds really demeaning. Um, the players yeah. with less time or less energy to invest mm-hmm. in the game. You know, like I, I understand the frustration that they can't get into it like a lot of other people can. You know, and obviously yeah. they, you know then they start saying things like, "Why can't we just get a star to experience boosters?" Right, that kind of stuff to help people kind of like progress a little bit quicker and and stay up to pace. Um, the yeah. thing is, is like. Every game that's done that has died. Yep. Every single game. It doesn't matter what game it is, how active it is still, every single game has lost its spirit and its and its and its appeal when that happens. And yep. you know, props to Battlestate for not caving for this, but mm-hmm. the, the beauty of uh a game like Tarkov is that it used to be like that for every game back twenty years ago. Yeah. It, you you spend time in a game, the more time you spend you get better at it. And then, you know, that that was it, you know, like yep. OG World of Warcraft, you know, the, the reason why that was so great is because there was no shortcuts to take. There were things to help right. you kind of bump up a little bit, but mm-hmm. you were awarded for your time. The, the sense of the sensation of being rewarded was greater. And I, I, and yeah. the reason why Tarkov, I think, is so great in that respect is because it's, 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 it's not a lot of games do that now. Not a lot of games reward no. you for your time. You either have spend... 5,000 hours to unlock this character or spend 20 bucks to get this character, you know, right. like yep. it, it, they don't do that. And I, and I really do appreciate that flea market. You can 
interpret it as a way but the thing is about the flea yeah. market and we're going back to the limitations place now the the problem i had with it um is is that it eliminated the mid game completely arguably the best oh, yeah. part of tarkov is when you're going in with level four armor a nice tactical helmet uh-huh. mid-tier guns you know like and you're, and you're scared because this is the best stuff you can get at the time yes the, yeah gear fear yeah even even today the mid game scares me because it's yeah. because losing at a, losing your mid mid game loadout, especially when you're way ahead of people, you know, uh-huh. it, it hurts. It hurts when you lose yeah. it, and especially when you need to go back in insurance. Now uh. that we've got the limitations in place, the mid game is so much longer now. You know, I was using yeah. Corans for such a long time. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I was finding those diaries for the barter. You know, like and, yeah. and you know, I was I was racing to those visors to try and get to them. Because I couldn't buy them yeah. in the flea market anymore, at least not the good right. ones. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm happy with that. I love early yeah. game, but I think mid game that the longevity of it being increased now has has definitely done the game wonders. Right, it, it eliminates. You know, you don't have those guys that have the whole, you know, all the rubles to just go yeah. buy level five, come back in. It's it, you, you know, you value your gear a little bit more. You're more cautious about what you bring in. Yeah, uh, and nobody's, you know, you don't have everybody always running the top tier ammo. Hmm. But yeah, um, going back to the original point about viewers not having time to play the game, so they watch people. Um, yeah, it, you know, like it, it's it's good for them because you know, they, like I said, they they can tell you you know oh check this area maybe that's a good maybe that's a good look for your loot oh you need this yep. item maybe go to this person or this or this this area you know they, they can yeah they can help guide you like towards that you know you can get a big back ct sometimes like anything else but yeah. like but i think i find with tarkov it's more just to come from a place of genuine hey i want to help you this is what i think you should do you know what i mean yeah um obviously like i said i feel for the players who can't invest as much time as they would like mm-hmm. to but you know at least respect the fact that you know it, it's it's all a case of just you know it's life <laughs> you know yeah. you, you do you do, an, you do a sunday nine to five job i'm not wrong with that but you're not gonna have a lot of time to do a lot of things else because you're investing for your future right. that's life man it's you know yeah and I, I like them not caving and saying okay you know what your gear your gear has this value you'll play with against these guys you know you'll play you know one through ten you guys play together that's one of the nice things about this. A level five guy running some PM pistol could take out a Chad, catch him in the right way, and yeah, there you go. It's it's those experiences that you know no other game does. No, it's the ultimate equalizer. You know, like yeah, it, it, that guy with an SKS, you can be easily yeah. get for your your, your full helmet. You know, like that that guy who managed to scrounge together a couple rounds of five of A one could get for your ult advisor. You know, just. Yeah, it, it is. It is a almost like it's very humbling for a lot of the older players to get killed by a new player and stuff like that. Yeah, and now uh, we've all remembered our first juicy kill. Um, <laughs> I, I, I remember mine still to this day vividly because it's yeah. upsetting as well. I responded to customs nighttime by mistake. I had no flashlight. I was blind as a bat. Barely knew the map. <laughs> I took shots from a guy who I the only way I could see him because he had the green spot in his head from the night vision glare. So I aimed yeah. for that spot and shot it. I killed him. He had this really geared M4. He had a Zabralo, the night vision, like uh, the um, the S-lock, like, you know, head mount, yeah. stuff like that. Um, he had all that stuff. But because he had shot me a bunch, my head was blacked. And because I was so scared, I was trembling, but yeah. I had all this really big gear on me. I, 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 I hugged that wall like it was my, my mother when I was oh, born. Yeah. The yeah. problem 
with that doing was that there's barbed wire on top of that wall. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> and at one point, it was fine, I was hugging the wall, but at one point, the barbed wire hung down a little bit more. So yep. what I remember doing was I remember hugging the wall, I had that sound of barbed wire on my black dot head and I fell. Yep. That's oh, my first, that, well, I remember that clear as day, though. Like, I remember it yep. moment to moment. Well, that's the other thing with this game, night. Going in at night is a whole different experience. Now that you add, you know, when they added cults, the cultists oh, to the yeah. map, and mm. it's, you know, the the pucker factor increases. And yeah, I just, I hope they do some more with the cultists. I really enjoy that aspect. I hope they do more of nighttime as a whole. Um, you know, yeah. like I know that with the addition of post effects, um, nighttime can be a little bit up and down at night vision, at least. Um, yeah, I know that. Um, it's still pretty good right now. I've been told that scab bosses spawn more at nighttime. Um, I don't know how true that is, but there it, I'd love there to be more incentive to go nighttime. Like, I don't know, maybe there's, yes. um, you know, a higher amount of scav spawns for your scav kill tasks. Maybe right. there are only items that will spawn at night. Maybe That's going, maybe yeah. going at night has more loot as a whole because, you know, it's nighttime. There's not going to be as many scavs scavenging the area. They're all going to be hunkering yeah. down and stuff, you know, more stuff to do in nighttime, I think would be fantastic. Um, you know, especially with interchange, you know, like that, that map, you can't use night vision on that map. For as long nope. as, as long back as they've reworked the lighting system, there's something odd with that map. Yep. That even even using thermals, it's 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 different than other maps. Yep. And it's it's all because yeah. the lighting system changed, and it's killed nighttime. You could probably still yep. go there without night vision, but the 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 opportunity there is completely completely killed. Um. Yep. I, the cost the cultists, you know, sometimes you get you get cheesed out by one, but they yep. are they. I remember the first time going up against them, and they are terrifying. Oh you know, God. My only, I only wish they would scream when they come close to you, just to add that just, level just, just, of like, just yell, <laughs> just not even like just any words, just just scream bloody murder just at you, yeah. Like, you know, radius, and then they stab you. It's like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> they run away, kicking, giggling to themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, all right. Well, enough about Tarkov. What uh, you know? Do you watch any other content creators? Um, I, I don't have as much time to watch people as I'd like to, because obviously I'm, yeah. I'm, I am. I have a lot of free time, uh, but I try yeah. to tune into my friends as much as possible. I, uh, you know, like Ventores, Josh Bosch. I try to stop by Hayes, Dan Exert, Zariel, yeah, uh, uh, Hay Bales, Beanie Queen, uh, Miss Trash. Uh, try and stop by some of the bigger streamers too. Veritas, Veritas. I probably visit a bit more often than usual. Uh, yeah. Clean. Um, I, I try to go. I, I try to get go by as many streams as possible, but I don't have a lot of time. Free time, unfortunately. Yeah. I'll always pop in what? though, drop the resub and. So it's checking how they're doing and stuff any uh any unknowns that people should check out or you know people that are sort of flying under the radar that you've come across like you know just go give this guy a follow you know check him out um honestly i i would suggest um it's funny actually because we met this person the other day on exchange um his name is loket underscore tvc um me and azy t uh TV were playing exchange and we ran into this guy and he absolutely murked us both you know, but he was really chill, you know, good energy and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, the guy plays, he's insane. He's really, really good okay. at the game, you know. So I would, I'd suggest him. You know, we ran into him recently, right. we rated him recently, you know, like, so definitely yeah. uh, give him a shout. Um, I think that there's one person I think that definitely could use more appreciation for sure. Probably would be my my, my buddy Zariel. Um, he, yeah. does, he does a lot with his community. He plays so much with his community. He's a really cool, funny guy and stuff like that. Um, yeah yeah definitely feel like if people can definitely stop by his place and give him some more love too there we go excellent now after the stream is done what you know so you you bartend 
you got all your editing that you need to do. What else do you, you know? What's your, you know, what do you have a hobby? Do you, you know, another passion for something else? Um, right now there's not a lot of time for stuff like that. Occasionally, um, I'll squeeze in, you know, maybe a couple of hours just to play on another game. You know, yeah. like I'm playing a bit of Total War Warhammer Three recently because that came out uh, soon. Yeah, uh, I like going to the movies, cinema, and stuff like that. Even if it's on my own, it sounds sad, I know, but I just, I just, I just love the, you know, just the, just the, oh. just the environment. You know, it's great, and it, you know, it's an excuse to maybe get myself some, you know, some popcorn, some cheesy nachos. Yeah. Um, what was your last movie you saw? Ooh, in the movies or as a whole? Yeah, you know, in the movies. Uh, that would be Spider Man Far From. Uh, was it No Way Home? No Way Home. Far yeah. Home? Okay. Yeah, uh, that yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we just went out and saw oh the three hour movie. I wasn't oh the new Batman movie we just saw. Yeah, I've I've heard very good things about that. I want to go see that. It as soon was as I can. really good. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. Definitely. Oh, cool. Yeah, me, gonna watch even even looking forward to it now. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, usually I just spend a lot of time just chilling out. Uh, sometimes I'll just yeah. I'll just chill in a Discord, just chat to people. You know. Yeah. Just oh, cool. wind down. All right, two things before we let you go. One, I got to hear a dad joke. Dan talked about you and your bad dad jokes. I got to hear one. You got one. I'll give you two. Uh, I'll give you one from me, and I'll give you one from Chad. That was recommended earlier. All right. All right, so. um, I don't... Actually, you know what? I'll tell you one. It's it's a long one, but it's got a good payoff. Okay. All right, so there's this pregnant woman, and she's pregnant with triplets. And one day, unfortunately, she gets involved in a in a shooting incident. Uh, she goes to the hospital, uh, goes through surgery and stuff like that. She comes out perfectly fine. The doctor sits her down, like once she you know once she's about to be discharged, and says the following: um, "You are going to be healthy. Your kids are going to be healthy, but we couldn't remove some of the bullets from the womb. So what's going to happen is your your children are going to grow with these bullets in them, and they're going to pass them out naturally like they would a splinter. So she's a bit worried about it, but they send her on her way, and you know that's that." Years, years and years pass, and these triplets grow up. You know, they're perfectly healthy, perfectly fine, perfectly happy. One day, as she's doing a bit of laundry, uh, one of the triplets runs up to the mum and says, Mummy, mummy, I peed out a bullet. And she's like, oh, it's happening. What the doctor said all those years ago. Okay, so sits the kid down, explains to the, him what happened, so he knows what happened, and then sends him on his way, relieved that it's finally starting to happen. Um, yeah. A couple of days later, the second triplet comes by and says, Mummy, mummy, I pooed out a bullet. So, so it's like, okay, happening again. Sits him down, explains to him what happened, sends him on his way. A few days later, the final triplet comes by and says, Mummy, mummy. And the mum says, let me stop you. Have you ever, have you ever pill, uh, pooed or peed out a bullet? And he said, no, I had a wank and I shot the dog. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. All right. So there's that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Dan's talking about. Listen, they're so bad, they're good. That's the thing. All right. And this is from my, actually a moderator of mine. Think of a world where, full of monkeys who have all stopped smoking, Planet of the Vapes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. They hit that. All right, that was a bad one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much. Oh, one more thing. Who, who do you call out to hop on the pod? In your I, of ooh, oh, who should I call out? Um, I would suggest you guys potentially consider uh my good friend, uh, Ventores. Um, he's okay. he, he's a, he's he's a moderator in a bunch of different chats. He's very involved with Tweak, for example. But 
He shoots yeah. himself. Um, I'm going to be playing a bunch of cycle with him. Uh, the oh, guy, cool. the guy is pain in my ass, but he's got a, he's got a lot of interesting to- things to talk about. He's got a lot of uh, stuff yeah. to talk about about Tarkov. You know, he's he's a funny guy as well. Um, you know, he 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 doesn't stream as much as you know, let's say the other person, but he is yeah. he has a lot to talk about, and I think he'd be a good guest for sure. Excellent, perfect. And Venturas, that's his name. Yeah, Venturas. Uh, so it's V I N, like it's in like the V S S Venturas from from Tarkov. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, Claymore, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate this. It was fantastic talking to you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. I, I, like I said, I love coming on podcasts and uh, yeah, I had a lot, lot of fun, man. A lot of good talking. Excellent. we had. <laughs>